You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I, I got to mention one thing, too. All right. You want to mention it right now off the top before yeah, I ask I'll you about Yeah, I'll mention it right golf? off. Somebody, somebody reminded me today, but they were wrong on the anniversary. They said uh, 30th anniversary of your one of your greatest moments. They didn't say what it was. And, of course, it was tiptoed ball throwing oh, on wow. March 2nd. But it was March 2nd, 1991. It wasn't 93. I said maybe you took out the two COVID years because <laughs> there, <wasn't, laughs> there wasn't sports anyway. But today is the uh, monumental 30th anniversary which we we don't really celebrate if somebody wants to not ignore it somebody wants to ignore it they can but pat uh, was trolling people somebody, decades before social media <laughs> existed there was no twitter there was no twitter the, the the thing about that column which became famous was the shot at women's basketball obviously but my lead on it was ripping clem for being like Tariq Aziz trying to talk, you know, he's Tariq Aziz was the main spokesman for Saddam, you know, and he was, he was on TV every night during the Iraqi war telling us, you know, lies about this and Clem, that was a disappointing year for the Gophers, 91, you know, and, uh, and, uh, after they'd been to the sweet uh, final eight the year before and uh, Clem had all these stories and why they couldn't win any road games and stuff. And I, I mean, that was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a serious attempt at, at journalism because I can, I compared one of my all time favorite coaches to the chief spokesman for Saddam Hussein. So uh, that was uh, not too. <laughs> well, that, since, that, we, that. since we started down this, this path here, by the way, the, uh, the, so the women's big 10 tournament, uh, started yes. yesterday. Ooh. Somebody might want to nudge the Gophers and uh, our guy Chip Scoggins. I just saw Ooh. a tweet. I saw a tweet come past through the Star Tribune uh, sports Twitter account. So Chipper, he's not calling for Lindsey Whalen's head now, no. but he's basically saying if they aren't competent next year, he is calling for Lindsey Whalen's head. I uh, I tweeted this out just this morning when I saw Chip's great column. I said. Uh, I said, the wait for one of us quivering columnists to do this is over. Chip laid down the gauntlet for Lindsay after a lousy season ends with a one and done against a horrible team of the Big Ten tournament. So congratulations to Chip while the rest of us are out. No, no, we can't rip Lindsay. Is this the so hardest up. one? I mean, wow, I'm I'm actually I'm with you. I guess well, the the stones on Chip Scoggins. This is one that when she was hired, I think everyone figured, well, I mean, this is, yeah, she's for sure going to, she'll bring in a bunch of players and it looks like they might have a chance next year. But um, is this, you try to maintain some separation as journalists, Mm -hmm. right? The the subjects that you cover, you never know when you have to turn on them and tell the truth. Is this the hardest one though? Because it's Lindsay. I was trying to think it might be the hardest. I mean, uh, there's another one taking place right now that you're going to have to wonder about, too. It's not as big a deal as women's basketball, but baseball. John Anderson, who's been there for 100 years, two straight horrible seasons, and they're 0-8 this year. 
with three of the losses to St. Louis and yesterday to Milwaukee. Uh, so they're terrible again. So that's another one. But of course, Lindsay is, the, yeah, we, we gave her more, uh, a women's basketball. We, it's kind of hard to dive in all of a sudden and say, now I'm an expert on women's basketball, but we gave, you know, she's, everybody says Ben Johnson is going to get four years. He probably will. But um, Lindsay's this is five for Lindsay, and this had to this had to be written. And congratulations, Chip, you uh, you you put yourself out there instead of the rest of us big wussies. You know the other so, thing too uh, is I, I, this is the hardest time in history to be a a, a college basketball or college football coach because you got to worry about nil and transfer portal and just the way and, and it's harder to. It's harder to coach the AAU generation of athletes. Oh, yes. not. If you're Lindsay, am I hurting his? Am I hurting his or her feelings so they're going to transfer on me? Right. You know, if you're I Lindsay, mean, you, what, you don't really need this, right? There's there's no. a million other things you could do with your time if this isn't working out. But yeah, I don't know. But you know, she got she probably would have won another half dozen games if Scalia hadn't transferred. Mm-hmm. You know. Scalia, you can't blame her. She's at Indiana, the number two team in the country. <laughs> so or they were second or third. She went down there. She's not a star for them. She's not a starter. But, you know, with all these freshmen coming in, you needed a kind of a senior to, to lead you and show you. And she bailed out. And uh, that that's what you're bringing up. Is we brought that up a couple of times here. Is once you're bad, it's a lot easier to get worse than it is to get better in this modern in in the modern time because who's okay the, i think the kid from cherry minnesota the really good guard is going to commit to the gophers today but you know what happens <laughs> we we know how those commitments work here even after the guy signed he'd bail so uh it's uh yeah it is a horrible time to be a coach of a non you know, a non-powerhouse program. That's for sure. Yeah. And the other, I think, don't you think the reason for NIL, no NIL money here is that, yeah, but it's a pro sports town and, and those teams are getting, they're fight. They're basically fighting you for the corporate dollars that would, would help with an NIL program. Yeah. Well, right? that's, so I have a dumb question for, for the big, for the, you know, the Alabamas and the whatever, mm-hmm. just the, the top the USC's or whatever. Where does the bulk of NIL money come from? Does it come from rich boosters? Does it come from corporations? Do we do we have any data on this? I, I don't think it's much corporations, but it it's got to be you know it's got to be the corporation that has one person running it. You know who can make the doesn't have to go to a board of directors or something. That okay, we want this kid to be on Instagram telling you to get his insurance from us, and uh, <laughs> you know. But one of the differences, and this is, I hate to turn this into election, but back when pro sports were coming to this town, we had the group called the Big Cigars. And they were all guys running companies. And they were, but, you know, they made the decisions and they got on board. Let's get major league teams here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now there are, that one guy isn't an autocrat anymore. You know, there's a board of directors. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things you have to serve, uh, you know, diversity and everything else. You can't just say, ah, we're going to throw our money into trying to get the, some baseball team to move to Minnesota. So, yeah. No, that's it's interesting because at some point, if you're, if you're the Gophers basketball team, 
you're gonna have to Oof. you're gonna have to pay a half million dollars for a big time player. <laughs> yeah. like if you it's not, it's, you can't just say we're gonna we're gonna close the borders and keep the best recruits in state. Well, that's gonna cost you money. You want the next yeah. Tyus Jones or Trey Jones? It's gonna cost yeah, money. You're gonna have and you're gonna have to do it legally. Although the NCAA is pretty much just blinded their eyes now, right? They're, they're yeah, they created really this. They said, all right, NIL, open the floodgates, but we don't really have any actual structure you to. Can't be, you can't use it in recruiting, was what they said. You can't use, oh, really? Okay. You know, there's a hundred, you know, Paige Beckers is still making $200,000 a year. And more than that, she was making last year on the Instagram. And, uh, and uh, you know, but she's, you're going to compete with that when you can give her zero. How that's do you, how do you, how do you not use it in recruiting? You know, yes, that's the most right. absurd <laughs> thing. Hey, yes, Gino Ariema walks in the room. Now, listen, I uh, can't promise you anything. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's true. Say, uh, before we got on this tangent, you brought up the uh, PGA tour. Uh, yes. So just rule, for, rules for, for the, uh, for the audience oh. that doesn't know. So, so starting, they announced yesterday, I don't know if they announced it, but it leaked out yesterday. It leaked out. Yes. So there's going to be, it's going to be more, more of an organized effort to put together designated high end events in 2024. In addition to the majors, in addition to the FedEx uh, cup playoffs, Eight designated events in 2024 will consist of fields featuring 70 to 78 players with no cuts and heightened prize pools. Um, so you will just you'll you'll play all four rounds, even if you're shooting 78 every round. Yeah. And these smaller designated event fields are supposed to essentially make it so that you know exactly you know that the top 50 players in the world are all going to be on TV for four days for all these events. Yes, and it's obviously a 100% reaction to live, uh, you know, trying to keep the money there. And the, the no-cut thing is, to me, that's the most controversial thing of it all. That That, that is going against everything the PGA Tour has stood for, right? Uh, is, you know, you got to show up and play every week. You got to be – Dustin Johnson showed up here two years in a row and missed the cut. Now the second time he did it on purpose, he hit it in the water because he wanted to go home on 18. But uh, – he didn't admit that, but everybody who saw it knows what, knows what he was doing. But it really puts his other tournaments in a bind, I think. If you're, uh, you know, I mean, 3M is throwing $6 million into the pot out there at, uh, you know, I think that's what they're, that's what they're, um, they're, they're paying uh, to, to have that tournament. Now I might be, it might be a little lower than that, but, uh, and now all of a sudden, who are you going to get to play? Uh, 25, 25 or 30 of the guys in live are the guys that you would have had playing here. The bottom half of live is the guys you would have had playing out here. And now you're pretty much announcing that you're lucky if you get, uh, three of the top 50 players, cause they're all going to be playing in these designated events. Right. So, so that's the question here is the, the designated events are going to be, are going to be a blast. Fantastic. Yeah. But are you are you creating eight amazing events at the expense of fifteen or twenty other events now yeah. being essentially not meaningless because yeah. it's not no. meaningless to those players who are trying to climb up the? Is Rory McIlroy going to play? So this is the problem: eight designated events, and I, I actually like this. But eight designated events, four majors—that's twelve. If you play the three FedEx Cup playoff uh, turn, if you wind up making it through, that's fifteen events plus the players. Mm-hmm. 
So you could, yeah. if you're Rory, are you going to play? And you're going to, he's going to play Dubai every year. So that's seventeen. Is yeah. he is he going to play more than seventeen tournaments in a well, year? He usually plays two or three others in Europe. I think last year he was number one in both. Right? Wasn't he number one in both at one time uh, wow. last year in the point? So he plays some over there. But yeah, it's it's I don't know the, the guys like uh, the guys like Hollis Kabner who promoted golf here so uh, well for so long uh, got the you know upgraded from the senior to the to this tournament, I bet, I bet he, uh, and now, now they basically put the screws to you. So it's, uh, and he, he also has the Valspar in Tampa, which is going to be not, it's a non-designated event. And, he, and I think he has the Wells Fargo in Charlotte too, which I don't know if that's one. I don't think that's designated either. What if we but, allow but, the live players to play in non-designated PGA <laughs> tour events to heighten the, uh, the yes, excitement? Why not? Yeah. Why not? That, that would be a, you know, we're, we're supposed to be banning them, but uh, it's a partial uh, ban. You can't play in the eight designated yeah. events, but yeah. you can, you can come and play Dustin Johnson. You <laughs> yes. want to come and, uh, you know, sabotage your second idea. round at the 3M to make. T- yeah, because the Libs, I think, they only got like 14 events or something. So, uh, you know, hey, if you want to come over, but guys, it's an open house because uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. The guys that are promoting all these uh, secondary tournaments now, they're basically made of secondary tournaments, are uh, going to have to bite their tongues. I can tell you that. I don't know if, uh, who's going to come out and blast them. It won't be Hollis. He's too much of a politician. but. Uh, some, I mean, this is a, this is not a good thing for the uh, 3M Open. That's for sure. Hmm. It's uh, you know what they the other thing they did. They really smart. Remember the first year they had it, they went and got all the college guys. Yeah. They got uh, they got Hovland, they got Mar- Marikawa, and they got uh, the guy who went to live, Matthew Wolf. Wolf, yep. And and but now. Everybody's doing that too. They're all, everybody's grabbing these guys as soon as they come out and uh, trying to get them to go to live and every place else. But uh, that was kind of part of Hollis's plans to create a relationship with these guys and then have them be grateful to you that you gave them their first chance to play. Of course, then Marikawa went out and won two majors and uh, and kind of got got beyond being grateful there. But uh, it it's uh, I tell you what though. It was uh, watching. I've watched more than Nissan than I've watched of a golf tournament in a long time. It was great. The um, Sunday was great. Uh, you get trying to Rob's trying to win again, and uh, the kid at Homa, Max Homa, yeah. LA is making putts, yeah. and uh, a couple other guys hanging out. And Cantley made a run at the end. It was. I, I love that golf course because it looks simple, but. They get the greens hard as rocks, and the greens are about as big as the your studio you're sitting there too. So you gotta, they, you gotta be able to hit shots in, in that old place, and uh, it, it was fun to watch. But oh, I, I don't know. This is a monumental change in golf that's coming up here. They yeah. obviously, they obviously were no comment, no comment. That the guy who came out with the scoop on it, they were, they wanted to. They wanted to sugarcoat this at some big press conference at the players, probably, right? So yeah, they. And by, by the way, uh, so I was just looking at last year's money list, and it looks like the, like Scotty Scheffler had had the biggest. He was number one on the money list. He played twenty five yeah. events. Most yeah. most of the guys now Rory played sixteen. That doesn't include Europe. Most yeah. of the top players who are 
the best players in the world are playing between 20 and 25 events. So even so, if they do play in the eight designated, the FedEx Cup playoffs, the players and the play majors, it. they're going to play another five or eight tournaments. But yeah, but maybe not the weeklies. You know, they, as you say, it might be in, it might go to Asia. It might be here. If you, you, they probably got an agreement with these guys to play at least three of them, right? Yeah, go, they go have someplace. to. Yes, and, you know, they don't want to lose corporate game. sponsorships and and what no. have you. Oh, it's it's uh, but it's uh, it's a monumental change here, and I wonder if you think Live has certainly got the money to last forever, but with no interest in it, is it going to survive? Are they just just going to keep going? Nobody gets. I think there's like three hundred thousand people in the United States watched yeah. the was the final round. I can't remember what the time. I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody watched. Yeah. And then you see, you'll see them. You know, the wide shots. They try to keep the shots on TV tight. Yeah, right. Because there's right. nobody at it. the tournament. There's no one watching. Yeah, that's uh, it. Is an amazing. Well, let's face it. The, there's two things wrong here. They just look like complete money grubbers. A and B. The sponsor is uh, the 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 source of the money is a bit controversial because they have been known to uh, uh, take uh, uh, reporters that they didn't like into a room and cut them up into little pieces and um, and get rid of them. Yeah, so we all learn from our kind mistakes. Of Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. they haven't. There's still people over there disappearing left and right. Apparently. Uh, well, we know yeah. you have to get going here, and so uh, r- real quick, you mentioned John John Rahm, John Rahm, yeah. possibly the most underrated golfer. <laughs> John Rahm is now eleventh all time in cumulative weeks, ranked number one all time, wow. ahead of Nick Price, Vijay Singh, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> Fred Couples, and uh, yeah. and David Duvall. He's against the type, though, for Spanish, great Spanish golfers. I mean, Seve, the most handsome, swashbuckling <laughs> man in the world. And uh, Jose Maria Alazabal is uh, was a good-looking, you know, trim guy. And Sergio was fun, you know. Sergio was great fun. This guy's walking around with a fat ass on him. <laughs> kind of a lump, you know. He's kind of a lump, but he's great. He's a fantastic awesome. player. And uh, I think his last name is his last name Rodriguez, but he went to Rom to kind oh, of really? distinguish yes. himself from the dis- distinguish correct. himself from the other uh, from the other Spanish players. But yeah, John. It's his middle name is Rom. John Rom Rodriguez. Okay, J R R. Yeah, what a player though. But he he's not Sevy. Nobody's swooning. No. Uh, no uh, females are swooning when he walks down the uh, walks down the fairway. The under like the underboob sweat is a great look for John Rahm. <laughs> yeah, the twelfth right. hole. Yeah. What a Hill. player, though! <laughs> what a player! I, I actually root for him because he uh, he's he he just goes about it so seriously. It's uh, fantastic. So, all right, we'll uh, all right, we'll Jen. talk to you tomorrow, Pat. All right. All right, there he is, Patrick Roycey. Roycey Unchained here on Score North.